Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rugby League Talks. I'm Kiggs, and I'm by myself today because I'm going to go through the finals games for this weekend. Uh, it's the first week of finals, so I thought I'd do an episode for each finals game. Uh, they're going to be about 20 to 30 minutes long. It's just going to be like what I think the game plan will be, what both teams need to do to win. Uh, and that first game is Panthers versus Parramatta. Um, both times this year... Parramatta have got the up on Penrith um, just by a slim margin in the early rounds of the season and then in the later rounds of the season we all know what happened and that's when Nathan Cleary got uh, sent for the entire game and was then suspended for five weeks. So yeah, that was five weeks ago and now this is uh, Cleary's first game back. Honestly, I think... We saw this game in last year's finals, and this was a grudge match. This was so hard. To, this was a, that was a so, so hard, that was a very hard game, I'd say. And I was on the edge of my seat. Usually, I look at my phone during games. Not once do I remember looking at my phone that entire game. I was hooked because that's the level of footy these two teams play against each other, and. In that regard, we all know that story of Penrith losing the first week and then having to play three big games. And they they played three games that were grand final worthy, in my opinion. And that was Parramatta, then Storm, then Bunnies. Teams don't often do that. And they did the impossible last year. In saying that, I think Parramatta have a very good shot at winning tonight and they'll have to be switched on you know they they can't go into this game thinking oh yeah we've beat these guys twice now and they're the, and they're the minor premiers you can't go into thinking like that in finals you know anything can happen in the finals these these blokes will have to rev up their engines a little louder and fight for it and we, we all know what Penrith can do in a finals game um, in saying that, let's get straight into it. Um, we're going to start off with Eels. Eels have been good. They've been very good at the back end of the season, not like many other seasons. You know, rec- recent years, they've uh, kind of fallen off a cliff at the back end of the season. We saw it last year. Um, I think they lost three to five games in a row at the back end of last season. But they've started really that groove back and... They look dangerous. And that's partially their game plan. And it's also partially for this singular bloke, and that is Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown's running game has been exceptional this year. Uh, Again, his defense, like many years, have also been exceptional. The thing is, going into this game... This game will be run, will be one in the middle. The middle is key, um, especially after majority of Penrith's forward pack is coming off the rest week uh, when they should have versed Cowboys. It's it's time for these blokes to the Parramatta blokes to get into this grind. They have to be an eighty minute team, and the way they do that is by winning tackles and winning the middle. So then. Bloke we mentioned earlier, 
uh, Dylan Brown can run, as well as Mitchell Moses when he chooses to run. And when he runs the ball, it is dangerous. Like, he is so good at running that ball. Um, and he only does it very so often. So p- teams don't accept, uh, p- don't predict it. So how do we win tackles? Winning tackles is how Ida is defined by getting them on, getting the opposition onto their back and slowing the play of the ball down. That is what wins tackles. Now, this st- RCG and Port Barlow, sorry, have been have been amazing this year. Sorry for the mispronunciation. But on the opposition side, you have James Fisher-Harris and Moses Leota. Uh, two big boys, and they're going to have to be switched on. In saying that, offloads are this is Parramatta's go-to. They are leading the competition in offloads this season. Uh, and that's partially because of like how they ball play with their forwards. You know, uh, I did it earlier in the year when they did a 22 into an LJ. And 22 is you do a is you're at the tram line, uh, either side, and you do a long pass to your first core, early ball to your second core, and then you go into an LJ off that, and then it's Moses and uh, Gaffo who does the LJ, and then you can do a double LJ with uh, your centre running lead and then your second rower running jockey. Um, so. Yeah, I think the middle is where this game will be defined. And if you look at Parramatta's bench, as I am now, you have Makatoa, Kafusi, and Nikore. But then you also have Ryan Madison at 13. Um, usually Madison has been coming off the bench. It will be interesting to see what Bad Arthur does with Madison, because Madison is key for that offloading ability. Uh, we saw it pre-Origin where he got re-signed for a number of years back to Parramatta, but also what got him selected in Game 2 of Origin. So you have Isaiah Yao, James Fisher-Harris, and Moses Leota as your three starting calls. Yo is the one I would be very weary about because, again, he is a ball-playing lock and... He is the best lock in this competition, besides Jason Tamalolo, in my opinion, and maybe Adam Elliott, but that's my bias coming through being a Raiders fan. And with these calls, they will have to dominate early. You know, Nathan Cleary coming back for the first week of finals is huge because this it, they could be a bit of ring rust, but his kicking game is where he'll be. He'll, where he'll need to be. So, if Nathan Cleary is able to tire the forward pack out of Parramatta by kicking early into sets, it just leads to more momentum and that 80-minute grind or that the Penrith Panthers love to do. So, yeah, um, short summary, make first contact good. Uh, so, when you make first contact, you really want to wrap the number up so the number is what I'm referring to at the back of the jersey. So you want to wrap um, your arms around the person until you reach their number. And then you can get control and then you can get the third man in to attack the legs. And then that's when you can start to peel off uh, the tackle and really set up your marker work. Wrestling is another big thing that um, P- Parramatta would need to do because you need to wrestle 
kick out Liam Martin, Yo, James Fisher, Harrison, Lee Yoda onto the ground, and that's not an easy task. But Barlow, RCG, Papalihi, and Sean Lane can do it. Um, discipline. Discipline is something that the Eels don't have a lot of at times. Uh, Jacob said it a number of weeks ago that they, that pa- uh, Penrith uh, can have really good discipline, but Parramatta can also do that. But then they can drop to the standards of the opposition sometimes. So if uh, I think it was against Bulldogs a couple of weeks ago, Jacob said that they fought their standards fall and Penrith being an 80-minute team at times, Parramatta need to be an 80-minute side here. So discipline, uh, holding the ball, don't want to get errors off those attempting to offload like it's it won't be good because the Penrith Panthers will capitalise off it. But to limit that capitalisation this is when Moses' kicking game comes into effect, and that's when he kicks to corners. Frankly, I we usually say you want to kick to at least one corner to eliminate someone off their kick meter returns, but when you have the back three of Toho, um, Taylor May, and Dylan Edwards, that just becomes so difficult, especially because... Um, Sometimes Edwards can get up to 80 metres worth of kick metre returns. And Toho, we all know what the tackle busting machine he can be. You know, not so much this year since coming back from his MCL injury uh, in the first two rounds. But the Toho of old could still be there and he could, his energy and ability to just get back up there, I think it's still there. Honestly, I think if you are kicking to a corner, I think you got to kick it to the left side, unfortunately, and that is Toho's corner. Well, not unfortunately so, because that eliminates Toho from the kick meter returns. And that also happens to be... And Toho is on the right um, side of Panthers now, so that means he's marking up up against Mike Osivo. Um so that would be good for defense. So if you can get that edge of Parramatta, uh, Edwards, Sean Lane, uh, their center, I can't remember off the top of my head, and Sivo um, into that kick chase, that will be that can shove them down into a corner and make Penrith work out of their own end. Um, the red area, like the first three tackles, they could they could not make it out of the red area, and that's the uh, 20 meter mark. Uh, Tom Opacek is the left center. And yeah, so that will be good. Uh, Opacek can be up and down at times, but we'll see how they can handle him. Um, you also have Angus, uh, not Angus Crichton, so you have Stephen Crichton on that edge, so eliminating those two will be huge. Uh, for getting out of trouble. Next, I think what could trouble the Panthers a little bit is how Moses likes to operate on the short side plays as well as Brown. Um, We've seen that 
Moses is very versatile and offensive when he is on the short side. Uh, we saw it against the Broncos many of times. So that's something we need to look out for. Uh, that will capitalize off the forwards winning the middle and being able to compress the defensive line of Penrith. Honestly, I think Moses will have a lot of work to do in this game, uh, mostly kicking and organising, but when he's able to run, I think it will happen off when Parramatta are in second phase play, and that is when offloads occur. Um, so anything could happen with Moses. I, I want him running the ball as well as Brown. So you have the spine of Marnie, Guffo, Brown, and Moses in this game. You know, uh, three of them are elite ball runners, and Marnie, he can he can do some damage through the middle when he wants to do, and that's just going through the guts of Penrith. Back to Moses. Short side plays is something that they can use to their um, advantage. He'll be going up against Luai Targo kick out and... Uh, Taylor May, as I said earlier. So, doing LJ, like, I, I would. Targo is a big bloke. At, like, he can be, uh, not a big bloke, but he can. He has good defensive abilities. So, if you just get, like, little Penasini running a lead and then uh, Moses throws a pass to Papalihu, who's running a jockey. And then you have um, Rocker Blake on his outside. That could be pretty good. Like, you isolate Targo, and then you have that two-on-one with Taylor May. So that someone will be have to will have to mark Papalihu and maybe tackle him. Uh, here also another great bloke to create offloads. Now, with that, Api Korosau. Um, he is someone that every team has to watch over this final series because he can be so dangerous, um, especially if you don't get the wrestling right and the marker system goes pear shape. So, if Appy is able to man manipulate your markers and go through the guts of you, you're doing you are doomed in my opinion because Appy can gain so much momentum off those runs and manipulating the defensive line. Uh, we praise him very much on this podcast. So if you you need to watch Appy on the line on your defensive line and on your try line, of course. So if I'm one of the cause for Parramatta, I'm, I'm yelling out, watch Appy, watch Appy, whenever. Because that really gets into the head of a lot of hookers to say, oh shit, um, they're watching me so I can't run. So, the first marker will have to be on point here, and so will the A defenders in the defensive line. Um, and that's, Appy will be injected, his running ability will be injected when the cause of Parramatta will be tired. So, 
Kafusi and Nakore will have to be switched on when they go into the field because they're not. Appy will run amok, and that's the last thing you want because he, Yo, Luai, Edwards, Cleary, everyone capitalises of that momentum. And the last thing you want is Penrith getting momentum because you may not be able to get it back. Um, something that they will also have to do to eliminate that momentum is target the fuck out of Cleary. You can do it both defensively and offensively, and that's when Sean Lane comes into the picture. You know, if you, like I said, a lot of teams, their 5'8 loves to dig deep into the line, and that can be clearly evident with uh, Cowboys, Roosters. Uh, I did a post on Luke Keery a couple of hours ago. But Dylan Brown can go deep into the line, or even Guffo. Guffo can act as that half who goes deep into the line. So if you're doing a short ball to Lane, watch out because you could be in for some strife, especially if Cleary is fresh off suspension, not playing for five weeks. It could damage him. It could damage his confidence, and it also tires him out, and it forces him to tackle, which eliminates his energy and uh, offense. Speaking of halfbacks in defense, Mitchell Moses. Mitchell Moses isn't the great defensive half. Uh, I would say he's... On the right side, he's probably the worst for making missed tackles. So, kick air will be targeting Moses throughout this game. So, be careful because Moses can slack off in defense and he can just get ran over. So, kick air is going gonna, is gonna to love it because he loves running out of the half and putting that pressure on. And sometimes... Doesn't matter if he misses a tackle on um, Mitchell Moses in that regard because then it like just stops the momentum of Moses. Then Nenai does it and it makes the half question what to do because oh fuck, there's a second rower up in my face. I don't know where to go now. Do I just take the tackle or do I pass out to a call? And half the time they just take the tackle and then momentum stops. And if that's on fourth, that eliminates a kick option for the next tackle. So Moses may have a bad defensive game in this one. Uh, I talked about offloads and how Gaffo can go good as well as Marnie. Uh, utilize them. Second phase play is a privilege because you don't get it a lot. Um, so if you can just run through the it, if you just run through Penrith that would be it's easier said than done but offloads can do it uh, the first match they played earlier this year they did it and it just scattered the defensive line of Penrith and they ended up losing that game and that's something they'll have to work on is that defensive or that defense of what happens when second phase play occurs especially if Madison is starting on the field. So, yeah. Uh, Madison even be made, made move the bench and they will inject him the 20 to 40 um, minute. So, watch out for that. 
but my honest opinion, I think I think Pam had to get up with this game. To be honest, I don't know how, but I oh, I don't know how. Bullshit, I do, and that's what I just said. I think they they need to be switched on. Moving on to Penrith though. I just spoke about it. Kick out will be big this game. Um, a lot of they'll go short a lot early um, to kick out and then target Moses. Ugh. And that will that will damage the offense because then you don't have if if you have that kick pressure on Moses repeatedly. His kicking game won't be up to scratch, and then he won't be able to kick to corners. He won't be able to kick to Toho. So yeah, kick out is a big, big um, advantage here. He's also got a big goal, and that's to limit Moses' um, injection into the game. Um, another thing said it earlier: limit offloads, and that is by wrapping up the jersey. That is wrapping up to the number. Grabbing the number, as I said earlier. So, Penrith have a lot to do there. You know, Barlow and RCG are both big bodies. Everyone in that forward pack are big bodies. So, wrapping up that number is pivotal. And making sure you just suffocate the cause in defense is going to be big. Because you do not want that offload. Guffo can kill you if you do it. So can Moses, so can Brown. Um, I said that they should kick to that Toho should be receiving the most amount of ball off the kick meter returns. But Sivo too. Sivo it limits his number of kick meter returns because he's such a big body and we saw what he can do against the Broncos. So if you don't have him running off a Penrith line that is just getting back from is just getting there to make a tackle, then you you could be stuffed. So Sivo, pretty big for this. Um, Gaffo is another one who should be pressured because if you do not pressure Gaffo, he'll just continuously roam and attack you on the edges. It's kind of like what Roosters did to Latrell over the past weekend, and that is get up in his face. Um... The optimal number of kick chases is eight. So if you have eight blokes on, like in front of the back three, that's just going to be really tough to win. So yeah, Guffo pressure him. Also, the second rowers have another big job, and that is in defense of organizing numbers you know usually a fullback organizes numbers and they do but they work side and side with the second rowers sometimes on how they defend an edge and how many people they have on that edge so the connection of the second rower to your core forward is really big so if you have so Papa Leahy and Lane will have a big job with that but also Liam Martin kick out will have to use Leoto they'll have to use James Fisher-Harris say, get over here. We see Guffo Roman. We need an extra defender on this line. Again, markers need to be switched on too, and that is to limit 
Marnie because he can have a good running game and he's a good support runner uh, if you go through the guts. So Marnie would be big. Uh, also, Marnie needs to know when to fucking kick because he can do it in the most random times. Sure, it can build moment. It can build pressure and make the uh, the cause and the forwards of Penrith like have to work to get back. But if you limit Marnie's capacity in this game, it'll be a big improvement because then the markers won't will be able to just understand where the ball's going and communicate to the A defender. Um, I put a note down because at the time I didn't know that Madison was coming, was starting. So I said watch Madison off the bench. Uh, it can still happen. But if Madison is still starting, just be... Nikore can come through and do Madison's job and that's when they put the sword to Penrith and that's when they say we're going to do a lot of second phase playing this time you better be ready markers need to be ready so yeah I think offloads whoever has the most offloads would be better because offloads can scatter defensive and be able to continue momentum Um, and that's when you can really grind Parramatta out of this game because Parramatta has shown they can't, they can very rarely grind. Um, they've lost to a number of bottom eight sides this year. So you, they just need to be careful. They need to be, Penrith can, Penrith are fit, so they can really outclass Parramatta in this regard and just be very brutal. So... Yeah, I, I can't wait to see this game because I think this game will be a grind and who can ever hold off the longest will win. Um, one last thing. Just watching Brown. Um, we saw him against the Storm. He broke a lot of tackles. Like that first try that Panamata scored, he should have never scored because he just broke so many tackles and the Storm defense was just an utter shock and so they should be. Um, so yeah, stick to tackles when going to Brown, and like, you have Liam Martin going up against him, so it's going to be really interesting to see how many metres Brown can run in this game. I don't, I don't think it will be a lot, um, if the middle is lost for Parramatta. So yeah. Can't wait to see what happens. Um, that will be all for this game, I think I need to say. It's mostly that Eels are the ones who we need to focus on because we know what Penrith can do, and that is at grind and be the better side. But now it's time for Parramatta to prove they can also be that person, be that team. But with that, guys, thank you for uh, listening to this one. Uh, I'll be... Back to do the Cowboys versus Sharks game soon. Um, the kickoff for this side is 7.50 tonight at, on Friday. So we'll see how my predictions go. Um, I say 16.10 to Parramatta.